Hi, this is David Sweet, CEO and founder of Focus Core Japan. And if you were like many of the APAC leaders that I speak to, you're struggling in Japan to find the right talent. You get bombarded with irrelevant resumes or a lack of resumes altogether. I would like to invite you to discover the power of Focus Core's retained search. Let Focus Core help you swiftly secure top tier talent in this candidate short market. I'd like to invite you to shoot me an email and explore how we're different. And with a 100% refundable trial, we can revolutionize your hiring process today. Now, on to our podcast. Good day. Welcome to the Focus Core podcast. I'm very pleased to welcome Thomas Gosner, who's the general manager of Teza Tape Japan and head of automotive for Asia Pacific. Welcome, Thomas. Yeah, welcome, David. Nice to hear you. It's,、uh, it's nice having you on the podcast. I know you've、uh, been a long time with Teza, and, and I lived in Germany and Teza's、uh, very, very well known. It's、uh, synonymous with tape,、uh, kind of like scotch tape in the US, but in, in,、uh, in Japan, not as well known. And so I'm excited to find out more about what you're doing in Japan and globally, and then to share that with everybody else. So, welcome. Yeah, great. So, thanks, thanks for having me. I know you've been,、uh, you've been with Teza for a long time, been to Hamburg, Shanghai, Belgium, and, and you've shown me some wonderful pictures of Russia.、Uh, why don't you tell us about your current path to、uh, Japan, please? Yeah, okay. You already mentioned、uh, that I, I'm with Teza quite a long time 28 years of my life, actually. And、um, I have only worked for this company, for Teza.、Um, I started、uh, 1995 after my university time at Teza. And、um, yeah, I have to say, Teza is a great company to work for and to work with. But that is not the only reason for. My high level of loyalty to Teza.、Um, looking back, I have done so many different jobs and、um, it was never boring. And、um, I think that、um, it was a very good match between my needs for change and personal development and what Teza has offered in the last years、um, and also what they. Have actually expected for me to do.、Mm. And therefore,、um, I never regretted、um, to, to stay and to work only for one company. And as you said,、um, I also changed my location quite a lot. So、um, I worked so as, at first in, in Germany. Um, starting in the production, because、um, from the educational point of view, I, I studied mechanical engineering with a major on、uh, production technology. So、mm. it's clear that I started in production. And I still consider this as a very interesting 
um, experience when it comes to developing leadership skills. So, and then I moved, I moved from production to marketing. There I had the chance to develop uh, a quite innovative product assortment that is still benchmark or standard in one of the market segments that uh, Tesa is focusing on. And from there, of course, I also wanted to sell this product. I moved to sales, still in Germany, still in Central Europe, uh, Switzerland and, and Austria as well. Uh, but then um, from, from sales, moving out to the world, Shanghai, doing automotive business there, building up automotive business in, in China for Tesa. Then um, I started my first assignment as a general manager in Russia, six years in Moscow, then a shorter period, two years as general manager in, in Belgium. And now I'm here um, in Japan and uh, enjoy working in Tokyo since April last year. Nice. Well, we, we welcome you here and I'm glad you're here. I've, um, I personally have done partnering with Teza for, I don't know, about 10 years, I guess, maybe. Yeah. And I, I can vouch that even in Japan, I like the first contact I had with uh, HR in Japan, she had been with Teza in, in Japan for like over 20 years. And she started in PR. She started as an administrator, then went to PR and she'd mm. done a whole bunch of different things within the company in Japan. It was, uh, it's, it says a lot for, for Teza to really maintain talent and to help develop them internally, which is fantastic. Yeah, I think it's a, it's an interesting company, but um, I also have to mention here that of course it's, it's a good balance between people like me um, getting a kind of uh, dinosauria in, 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 in the company. Yeah. So I have a lot of colleagues and I know uh, many Tesa people that can look back on many, many years with the company. But we are also injecting um, in the recent years a lot of new blood into the company, new talents. Um, but also on the top level, we have new board members coming from other companies. So um, it's not like that we are all many, many years uh, in one family doing all the same. No, there is very much dynamic uh, in the organization. Um, and Tesa, I always say, look, I'm getting older and uh, I'm very slowly preparing myself for retirement, maybe in another 10 years with the company. But Tesa will never retire, will never mm. prepare for retirement. So Tesa has to refresh itself and to stay young, to stay attractive um, for, the, for the talents outside. And of course, for our customer and all this needs um, changes. And um, yeah, we are, I think we are very well balanced in, in having people staying long with Tesa, bringing a lot of experience, the values from the past into the future, and then also new people bringing new ideas from outside, refreshing, changing, shaping the future of Tesa. That's great. Yeah, I know the people that I've introduced to Tesa, the, the thing that they've loved is also the 
education. Uh, There's a lot of development that you guys do, which uh, I think is a wonderful way to grow people as well, whether they're new or uh, existing employees. They stay a long time and they develop them and grow them. If if one of your corporate values is to create a long-term relationship with your employees, then of course you also need to invest. Yeah? And it's not only a benefit for the for the people, um, education, I mean, it's not only a benefit for the people, but also um for the company. Hmm. Yeah? And um there's always a give give and take. You'd uh, you'd mentioned you did some product development. What what product did you develop? Yeah, I mean, it's very technical. It's a product for um, a production process in the printing and paper producing industry. So we call it a splice tape. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, to to explain it in mm, simple words, it's like if, if, if you have a continuous production process, you have uh, to unwind a paper roll for coating or printing. And if this paper roll comes to an end, um, you don't want to stop the machine, right? And that means you 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 take a new roll you, that is glued with our tape at the beginning, and you accelerate this new roll to the same speed like the expiring web disappearing mm-hmm. in the machine. And then you, at the end of the old roll, you bring in an automatic process. You bring under full speed, and that can be up to one hundred twenty kilometer per hour in a in a big offline coater. You you bring the the new uh, roll with the with the tape on the top surface in contact to the expiring web, and then the tape opens and decided to stick on the expiring web, and mm-hmm. this is cut then from the old roll, and then the new the new roll can uh, yeah go into the machine and the process uh, is stable and without any efficiency losses uh, reducing. Uh, speed or stopping the machine uh, the the customer can produce and that of course is a very technical uh, process and a very technical tape but uh, yeah it was a kind of revolution what we did in tesa at this time and now many many customers are using it and you can also use it not only for 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 paper you can also use it for filmic materials what you see in uh, flexible flexible packaging for for um, food packaging and so on. Everything what is printed can be spliced by our so-called easy splice. Nice. What, uh, so just for listeners who may not be familiar with Teza, uh, because you're creating a lot of tape, fasteners type things, What talk a little bit around the industries that you really um, cater to. As far as your business, because I like I said, Teza is so well known in Europe, and it's synonymous with tape. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. thought of as a B two B solution, whereas it's it's a much bigger, more complicated company than that. Yeah, it's it's always surprising when you talk to people about Teza. You can feel, especially in Central Europe, German speaking um, Europe. Um, that that people that even know the brand, and as you said, many many people know the brand. They they are surprised um, when I talk about all the business what we do, our mm. applications, um, uh, because they know the consumer part, and this is actually only 
25, 50% um, of the total business. So you, you are right. Uh, our main business um, is industrial B2B. Um, and here we serve um, customer in the automotive industry, in, in the electronics industry. These are strong focus areas, but all industrial engineers, so many, many different applications, endless, I would say. If you look at our assortment, hmm. um, more than 7,000 products um, for wow. different applications. So you can you can assume that there is um, a lot of uh, hidden applications. I always say um, you are in, in indirect cars every time, every moment when you drive your car, when you use your smartphone, but of course you don't see the tape. If you would see the tape in the car, something wrong with your car. <laughs> That's great. What now you've worked there since uh, graduation. What what made you want to join Teza out of school? Yeah, I was actually not studying and saying I will end up in a in a uh, adhesive tape company. <laughs> uh, the the story is actually it's, quite they, quite simple they do good um, recruitment they got sticky they, they stick yeah you. actually i found them they didn't find find me but i found them and um to be honest at this time um 1995 uh, engineering it was really really difficult to find a job in in okay. germany at this time mm-hmm. um different than now i would say but um yeah, and um, I had some applications not so successful at this time. Then, then um, I I started to think. So, where do I want to live and work in yeah. in Germany? Still, no ideas about going out into the world. Still, very German. Yeah. Um, so, and then Hamburg um, was quite attractive for me. And then you you go through the list of big employers, alphabetic yeah. order. And then you end up at Bayersdorf quite soon. And Tesa um, is part of Bayersdorf, belongs to the Bayersdorf yeah. company. And um, so I, I, it was an in- initiative from my side. I just called a number um, <laughs> and, and then I explained who I am and what I want to do. And the reply was, oh, nice. Uh, we, we are looking for somebody like you. And then the whole recruitment process started, the interviews and so on. And Luckily, they took me. Um, I say, I, I, it was a good decision to to start the Stila. Wonderful. And what uh, when you joined? What's one thing about your business that uh, that really surprised you? You just didn't expect. Yeah, that's. Well, I don't know. A good question. What did expect me? I mean, yeah. I mean, first of all, it was it was really. Um, surprising if you see a little bit of a tape that you use every day um, how complex the production process is um, actually to to produce this uh, this kind mm. of product um, that was my first big impression since I started in production and then I also felt a little bit like this passion of the people um, even in production the identification with the product the love that they they every every day um, take to to do the best um, what they can to produce good quality, stable quality, because this is something that Tesa stands for. Mm. Um, that was surprising me. Um, yeah, that 
That's was great. my first impression on Tesla. Yeah. So uh, you talk about uh, you know tape manufacturing and it's very complicated and then what you expected. And you've also alluded to you know bringing new people in and innovation. Um, so let's let's talk a bit about uh, that innovation and the sustainability because I think that's very important for you and for uh, Teza and and what it stands for, right? Yeah, I mean, sustainability is really the topic number one, I think, and. Um, the, the the human beings or the mankind moved us into this um, this situation um, that, where we actually have no other choice than talk about mm. sustainability. I mean, I believe in the scientists that um, give the clear message, fact based, from my point of view, that there is no time left for us. We mm. have to change. And um, yeah, and I think that is a big challenge for us, uh, for mm. for all societies, for all uh, individuals, because it means change, and change is not easy. Um, I I have experience in change processes, so corporate change processes, but now we're talking about individual change processes, and um, that also mm. means we all have to think about how we can change um, our own private life, even maybe sacrificing some um, quality of living. So change to more sustainable means maybe less traveling, um, also in investing money in areas that we actually don't consider to invest, yeah? uh, lower consumption in energy, and maybe even in considering what we buy every day for food and what kind of food, where it is coming from, and all these kind of topics. And then on the other hand, we have the, the big polit politi political situation in the world, so many different countries um, and with different interests and different dynamics. Um, that makes it actually quite, quite difficult um, to believe that uh, we as human beings can make the the change fast and decisive enough. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, I think um, it is also a very interesting topic um, because the companies um, can use this um, sustainability topic and the needs for more sustainability also as a differentiate differentiator uh, in the, and, and it will change the business it will change the economy the environment um, the market environment um, and it's a great opportunity if you if you invest in in change in, in with the right attitude um, in invest in your products make maybe even the customer with your solutions um, support them or enable them to fulfill their own sustainability targets can be a huge market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was reading up on Tesla before our conversation with you know about like recycled PET bottles, 
and use, using them to create tape, which is a very innovative uh, thing that Tez has brought in and um, working around with like uh, the uh, electric vehicles is also a, a big part of what you guys are working on. What do, what do you see that you're doing both here in, in Japan and then across Asia? Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, you mentioned it already. Um, let's start a little bit um, with the sustainable Intesa. So it's okay. sustainability Intesa. Like, so I'm very proud to, to work for a company that um, does not only have a sustainability strategy in place, but also already started to invest heavily in our own sustainability targets. Um, and we are investing in new production technology, uh, more sustainable technology, um, less energy consumption, and we are also investing in new products um, with as you said, bio-based, using bio-based and recycled components for our products. Um, and that all along the value chain. So we also um, have sustainable sourcing in our mind uh, because um, we are responsible from whom we buy. And um, there's a lot of dynamic in the market. So um, making our products more sustainable is, of course, one big topic to make us more sustainable to reduce the co2 footprint of our own production and we have ambitious targets actually we want to be in our own production climate neutral in 2020 2030 okay so um really strong commitment here um and investments going on as i said that is one part and then the other part is that we also, um, as I said, want to enable with our solution customer to be more sustainable or to, to fulfill their own targets. And um, automotive industry is here an excellent um, example. Uh, that is a big technical transformation from combustion engine to electric vehicle. And it will change the whole economy but it looks like that Tesa has a very good position to be a winner of this transformation. So if you look combustion engine, there's almost no, there is no tape application. And also uh, in the traditional dashboard, mm. I still have old car cars at home. I, I like also a little bit like old style cars, Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in the dashboard, there is no tape. And that has changed already with um, the EV mm. technology, um, battery. We already have solutions that serve applications around the battery. Many, many different tape applications. Look at the new dashboards. It's a huge display. Also yep. there you will find surprisingly a lot of tape. The frames are mounted, the whole display with optical clear adhesives um, are using um, tapes. And then also, if you think about the sensors in modern cars, yeah. more and more sensors are applied, all mounted with double-sided tapes. 
And these, the, amount, the amount of sensors will even increase if you think about the future vision of self-steering cars. You need a lot of sensors in, yeah. in a car. And all this brings us in a very good position because um, we have clear strategy in this. We are investing in new solutions, new innovations. Um, we are aware about the potential that that we have in this market transformation and we believe that we are doing the right things and we are ready for it that's brilliant what uh, so there's a there's a lot that i want to pack with uh, first, <laughs> let's, let's start let's keep with this sustainability and with uh what what tez is doing around that what what innovations do you see that that are coming that you can share with us that Tez is doing around sustainability. Yeah, innovations. I mean, if I would know all the innovations um, that that are coming in the future, um, yeah, I would be rich. Uh, <laughs> innovation is sometimes something that that happens by by chance, by walking in, in the direction of more sustainability. Mm. Um, it's difficult for me to talk about innovations, but look, the, the, the way how we approach the whole topic, mm. as I said, we, we, we are still using a lot of energy, but we making us, we reacted already and we making us very fast um, independent or less dependent on gas by by um, using more and more green renewable energy, um, all the roofs um, of TESA production sites um, are now completely filled with with solar panels, and and uh, a lot of we even discussing um, a windmill in one of our uh, um, grounds in in the production in in Germany. So I mean, we we are really approaching this topic with a holistic view um, and while I'm talking about this I'm still thinking about what kind of innovation yeah I mean we can go in detail um, the, the 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 battery is clear there is no way back to the combustion engine we are on the way but it's still the starting point and there mm -hmm. there is a need for innovation if you think about the current battery um, yeah it started with a normal car and the car producer said, okay, we take the car, already designed car, and somehow we put in in the back of the car, we put a black box with some batteries and and use this energy to, to, to drive this car. That is the starting point. Now, of course, the first EV models that are completely designed as an EV um, are in the market, but the battery technology is still at the starting point. Mm. So what you see right now is still um, a kind of modular system. We have um, the, the cells. Uh, the cells need to be um, isolated. And then the cells are packed in modules. And, and, and the modules then come go to the car. That all will change because some very interesting topics are unsolved right now. Um, so first of all, it's a lot of weight. So weight reduction is a big topic. Uh, it's similar. It's a kind of deja vu that I have when you look um, in the electronics industry 
and you you have your first mobile phones. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying smartphones. It was a mobile phone, uh, nothing else. Not very smart and heavy <laughs> and big, yeah. and there was a battery in the in the in the uh, mobile phone uh, with a housing. So yeah. you 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 have no, to see. put the 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 housing of the battery into a negative housing. Of, of the mobile phone and to charge the battery, you have to take it out and put it in the charging device. And in a similar situation, we are in the car. And now um, when you have a smartphone, super thin, um, you just have a, a wrapped insulated cell that is by the way, fixed or mounted with a TESA solution. We call it bond and detach and on demand, you can open the phone and remove the battery because we have a bond and detach solution for that. Mm. And you can, you can uh, mount a new battery. So, and this development we can also foresee in the automotive industry under different, I say, technical challenges because um, shaking your hands with a mobile phone in your hand is something different than the than driving it with yep. with speed in on the street. So the the conditions for in the car um, for the battery and for the whole unit is totally different. So there are big technical challenges. Um, but it's the same logic. Um, we want or the our customer want to reduce the weight to make the battery more efficient and smaller and lighter. But they want to to attach the battery not in a box to the car, but the car body itself will be the battery box, and the cells will be integrated um, on the floor in the car body, um, and then it must be a structural bonding, very strong bonding, because um, the batteries, in any case of driving situation and even in an accident. Um, need to fix and need to be safe um, to the car body. Mm. Um, and after, and that is a big challenge and the big innovation area, after a certain time, um, you come to the recycle process. And mm -hmm. here you want to to separate all parts, the car body again from the battery. And you remember what I said about the bond and detach? Um, this kind of solution uh, will be a big innovation um, and we are working on in this direction already with our customer because it is also confirmed from the big OEMs that this is what they see in the future. Lighter batteries, strongly attached to the car body, but also after usage, the capability to remove it, to recycle it, mm. to separate it. That's insane. And um, yeah, this is definitely huge area of innovation yeah, one of the things you haven't mentioned and i'm just wondering when you talk about especially lighter batteries and and how they're attached especially around um flying vehicles and and the new technology that are going along with you know having flying cars and and what's going to go with that and with drones how do you how do you see that playing into with what you're doing yeah look I I think that is a the far future because <laughs> um, maybe you argue it, it the self steering is even more difficult as long as we stay on the ground. 
because there, there, there you have a little uh, a, a, a wild mixture between the different technologies and the different behaviors. And maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it's easier to move up and using um, the higher levels, so flying in the air um, for for this self steering. But I don't know. I'm not an expert in this. Um, I still see it far away. I believe that we will move first um, to drive automatically in on the street under under given um, conditions or prepared conditions, so not fully. And um, yeah, as I said, this is also then a topic for Tesa by for the sensor mounting. Clear, um, you need a lot of sensors, and nothing is screwed. Yeah. <laughs> Even at the windshield, you cannot screw windshield uh, mm-hmm. will stay as something in the in the um, in the car but also there we see very interesting um, innovation coming in the future like uh, i'm moving away from your topic sorry for that that's all right no. i'm still in the innovation topic so right maybe not in the windshield but um, think about um, a roof window yeah yeah uh, like like oh. um, we we are working with with uh, the industry um, on solution where you can change the color of of your glass um, um, on the roof, make it brighter um, mm. or protect UV light um, uh, and things topics like this by switching on, switching off, very, very interesting application. And not to forget solar industry. Mm. Um, we are serving the solar industry from the beginning with some frame mounting tapes. Um, so that is one big area, but we see also here um, dynamics and, and a room for innovation if it comes to flexible, organic solar panels mm. um, that can be mounted on buildings, on cars, on vehicles, wherever you, you think there's space, you can mount it. And this um, organic solar panels also need um, need barrier. Uh, mm. layers and uh, tapes are excellent barrier ta- layers for that so you see sustainability new innovation can be combined in tesa very well at the moment it's exciting it's very yeah. exciting and and to be honest um flying cars is actually not part of tesa strategy maybe maybe because um our strategy is like we 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 building strategies for a period of time our current strategy um, is until 2025. Mm. I think I, I hope that I don't uh, don't display too much secrets here. Um, and of course, I know already that um, our board um, and um, um, executive managers um, working already on the new strategy 2020 or 2025 to 2030. Um, but it would surprise me. It would very much surprise me if they talk about flying cars. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just, I've uh, been seeing a lot with uh, drones and I know that uh, we've had, uh, uh, from my side on the, the recruitment side, see more innovation, more co- companies coming in that are looking to develop fine cars or, or you know, drones that have heavier capabilities. Uh, mm. It's just quite yeah. And I would imagine they have the same computer components and the same dashboards and 
have all the same needs, right? At some yeah, point. Yeah, if if the drones becoming a mass market like like um, other electric devices, smartphones, mm. uh, smart watches, uh, laptops, tablets, uh, you name it. Um, then of course uh, it's an electrical device and mm -hmm. it has a lot of needs for mounting the components um, also functional tape solutions and i agree with you if i reflect this idea um, because i think that also our buying behavior online huh? i mean mm -hmm. it's very nice we we changing our habits here a little bit faster than in other areas um, so I also start to buy more and more online, my kids anyway, and there is, there is this transportation need yep. and this, that will stay right. Mm. And you can, you can, as a company in the online market, you can do a lot of different things in sales and market your products. But at the end, you have to supply somehow your goods to the end consumer and, um, The last, uh, the last kilometer, the last two kilometer are the most challenging one. Yeah. And their drones can be a good solution, I think. Yeah. And um, um, yeah, why not? And then um, if this becomes the market standard for transportation, um, we are in in this business uh, by supporting the producers of this these yeah. kind of vehicles. So I, I want let's switch modes a little bit from like business to your own personal viewpoints. Cause I, I was impressed when we were, before we were uh, recording, you were talking about, you know, you need to do some traveling and you're really conscientious about your travel and your carbon footprint that you're creating. What, I mean, I'd like to hear what you think on sustainable practices that you see having come into Japan over the last uh, year and a half, What do you see changing in, in Japan specifically from your time in Europe to here? Yeah, I mean, for me, being here one one year, of course, um, I'm I'm impressed on some things that are new for me. Mm. Um, like you see when you're walking around, everything is super clean, um, no rubbish or everything which is um, related to waste management is quite quite good organized yep. um, on one hand. On the other hand, you see also this huge consumption of plastics. You know, I mean, the packaging of food, um, still not much awareness here in Japan um, mm -hmm. changing this to change it, the need for changing. But I think it's coming, um, but very slow. Uh, similar like, like this technology transformation to EVs. Um, mm. Japan is not, or the Japanese OEMs are not the driver. They are coming now slowly. Toyota still as one of the, the market leaders together with Volkswagen, I mean, They, they are comparable slow, surprisingly, I would yeah. say. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that the Germans are super fast. Um, I think all these dynamics are coming mainly from companies like Tesla and, and many, many Chinese um, companies. Unfortunately, I have to say this. Um, but but um, this transformation 
building the infrastructure for for 100% ev cars i don't see it so much here in in japan and i'm i'm a little bit surprised by that um but i'm not here to judge and i also cannot yep. cannot really um describe the change because i'm just one year here i mean and the changes um that has happened in one year maybe are not big enough to be recognized um so for me nothing changed so much because i everything is new for me but i can i can go back a bit to germany and i'm still following the discussions there in germany and um it's sometimes a bit frustrating because we we know the topics um we know that we need to change but we are not doing yeah? mm. we are discussing um and there's always a good reason yeah for the decision makers for for the politicians to do things different than mm. than what actually is needed and that can be a bit frustrating um but i would also say everybody can support this sustainability movement by just focusing on yourself yeah everybody everybody can contribute um somebody who's not flying does not need to to point the finger to all the businessmen that have to sit every day in the airplane um they can do something but the the businessman can maybe say okay i i try to reduce my my traveling with airplane by clever visit planning or whatever um it, it can everybody can contribute and that would already help a lot but we are very much finger pointing on one hand um we are in germany very common discussion is what if we change a bit look as long as the chinese don't change yeah uh, nothing will change yeah. so of course we can do finger point but it's so easy yeah more difficult would be that everybody start to think what can i do yeah and does it mean that i i don't go back to germany for my summer vacation or my christmas holidays no um not i will do it but i tell you when i was in 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 china at this time um i was flying also to business meetings yes. to germany headquarters um more than three four times additionally to my private trip so easily i become senator nice it was good <laughs> now i don't want to be the senator anymore mm. um hopefully no not so many people from lufthansa are, are, are listening <laughs> to our podcast no i i try to reduce where i can um and that is i think what i can contribute to this uh, whole topic i love it i i got an idea thomas so i, I one of the things i like to do on the podcast is you know given omiyage do you know you know the term omiyage kind of a gift for listeners so when you go mm -hmm. when, you, when you go on vacation you come back and you bring back a, a little oh, yeah, yeah 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 so, I, I, uh, it's yeah, called yeah. no miyage so i like mm. on the on the podcast i like to give omiyages to to listeners and i think uh what we should do so we're going to do the spur of the moment we might not have any good ideas but let's Let's think of three sustainable things that we could give listeners that they could do differently that we think is good for the environment that they could put into practice today 
that they might not be doing now. Yeah. Okay. And then I, I have three keywords. Like, yeah, go for um, it. This is not nothing concrete. The keywords that gives the cornerstones of the topic that, that you just uh, opened. Yep. Um, just think about um, reduce. Yeah. Recycle and reuse. Fantastic. So I start. I start with the reuse. Okay. Um, so it's simple because um, we already discussed discussed this yesterday in a in a in a management meeting in yeah. our company, and we also um, gave the guidance to to our um, employees. Look, use my cup and use my shop sticks. Yeah, so it's so easy. We have a, a nice American coffee shop around the corner. And yeah. uh, I'm not a big fan in Germany of this uh, chain, but as soon as I am in, in Asia, I become an <laughs> addict to this. Yeah. So I'm running there sometimes even twice a day to pick up my coffee, but um, I can use my, my own cup and they even reduce the price. By, tw mm -hmm. by 20 yen. Why not? 20 yen is 20 yen. Yeah. Um, and by just using my own cup um, or even buying the cup from this company that can be um, reused. Um, and I also recognize if you go for something, Frappuccino, for example, yeah. they are offering um, a paper-based straw, which I like. Um, um, and the same with the chopsticks. I mean, it's incredible how many chopsticks um, are produced, wooden chopsticks yes. are produced every day and used and then thrown in the bin. Um, and it is so easy to clean them. Yeah? I mean, it's almost no work to clean them. Um, I heard about a company that um, actually is, um, is producing furniture out of this thrown away chopsticks. Yeah? And this company is super successful in Canada, collecting... Yeah by collecting the chopsticks in uh, used in Canada. Yeah. And now they have um, like 10 production places. It's a, also a kind of franchise concept. Yep. They are working since eight years. Um, they are producing um, furniture, very successful, growing heavily. And um, at the end, there was a very impressive um, information sharing they said, look, in this, all the time we produced um, so many, so many uh, furniture out of this chopsticks, but yes. we only, we only used up over this eight years, 10% of the chopsticks that are thrown away per day in China. Jeez. Per day. Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, Japan also shop. Stick yeah, eater country, you know, chopstick yeah. eater means they are also consuming a lot of chopsticks, and these are the little things that I would say you can change immediately by by reuse. So we got reuse, we got recycle. We can recycle our chopsticks. What's reduce? What can we reduce? What would be the final third one? What we can reduce, or yeah, yeah I mean, as I said. Um, don't take the bike uh, don't take the, the, the car take the bicycle um, I think that in Tokyo is already uh, something very positive 
if you are an owner of a, of a car and you have a parking lot, um, you move very, very fast in this reduce mode. Yeah. Not maybe with the, with the idea to to be more sustainable, but um, the the transportation, the public transportation, is so perfect. And um, go using a car is also not cheap because you need to park when you arrive where you want to mm. want to go. You have to park, and parking is not um, cheap. And I like I like it. I'm not complaining about it. It's just the right way to do. That is motivating the people to use alternative um, mm. solutions. And I have a car, and I just last week I checked um, for one year. 2,800 kilometer. Um, uh, I, that is that is really not much. Right? I, I have to in, tell in you, year. Thomas. I ran more mile, one more kilometers last year than your car did. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the right direction. Yeah, you are a role model. Uh, I'll just I'll I'll run to the next location. So that's good. We got to reuse, recycle, reduce. Mm. If, that's an awesome uh, omiyage for people, Thomas. I think. What. Uh, Last question: What uh, what should I have asked you that I don't know enough to ask you today? Oh, that is a very difficult question. Like uh, around the corner. Okay. <laughs> the question about what to to ask. I mean, hmm, I I think I I even without being asked, I I could express that um, I I really like to live and work here in Tokyo. Mm. I like the the people. I like Japan. Um, I like the the culture. Um, also, the mix of modern style and 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 also more traditional. It's interesting business part. You, we didn't talk too much about what um, I see here as a challenge um, for the business. Besides, I mean, besides the global challenges mm. that that everybody knows um, about, we talked about energy um, um, cost in, in Europe uh, caused by the war. Um, still, pandemic. Okay, we are in the post-pandemic mm. um, stage, but still, it will be not, and it is not, and it will be not the same like before. It's a challenge. Then um, also the the yeah, logistic mm. uh, chain uh, disruption in logistic and raw materials and so on. It's also something that we face in, in TESA. We are still very much in the position in the supply chain management to overcome the last year's challenges of uh, um, a closed Shanghai port, which is yeah. the center of so many material flows and also the Suez Canal Mm -hmm. um, blocking and all this kind of things uh, are done and um, luckily 2023 20, is is better um, clear relief on that but still we are working in supply chain to to come back to the normal yeah what else inflation rate also known uh, very well we 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 are also seeing some some um, trend that is stabilizing but the level is still high and for a company like tesa producing still um the majority of the products mm -hmm. in europe it's it's really a challenge yeah. also i have to say we are on track we are investing heavily to to increase our global production footprint 
we say uh, local for local or region for region. Mm -hmm. So at the moment, we are investing in a second big plant in Asia, in Vietnam. So we are producing right. already and also R&D resources uh, building up, built up in, in um, China because TESA is not producing in China to, to produce it there cheaper and then to move the products back to Europe or US. Um, we are producing in China because we have big markets there. We have our mm -hmm. customer there. We want to be close to the, to the customer, um, mainly electronics, but now also automotive um, is a big part of the business. Yeah, this, these are the challenges. And then, of course, Uh, the very specific Japanese challenges um, yeah. for a tape uh, producer, a German tape producer in Japan. And and what do you see as the the big challenge for a German producer in Japan? Okay, yeah, this is like, I mean, there are three big global players in the tape market, um, and Tesa is one of the big players. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, as you already said. We have a very strong um, brand in Europe. Even the word Tesa is a synonym for adhesive tapes used yep. in the German language. That explains all. I mean, also almost everybody in Germany knows the name Tesa and the brand. And of course, um, I worked in many different countries and there were also a lot of local decision, uh, uh, competition, not decision, mm -hmm. local competition. So I'm used to deal with it. And I was also aware that when I come to Japan, that the situation will be a little bit different because Japan is actually um, a country with very good and many tape manufacturers um, acting and focusing very much on the domestic market, mm -hmm. but also with global players. One of the three top global players is a Japanese company. Yeah, and um, and to be honest, um, I'm still learning what it means to be successful in this very competitive market. Mm. And um, of course, your products have to be very good, good quality, good performance. Uh, that is one thing. But there are also other things um, that you need to bring with you to be successful in Japan. Um, you need to listen very careful to your customer. You have to have the right level of patience with your customer in the decision making so um, it's not going fast and you need to be willing um, to go in the technical details in the discussion with the japanese engineer yeah so i mean japan and germany engineering yeah we have a lot of things in common but i would say the the the, the level of detail that um, are coming from the customer side um, is definitely higher than in, in Germany. And then last but not least, I would say you need to have outstanding um, service. Um, I would even say maybe a service level that um, some colleagues in our TESA headquarter would, that would be even beyond yeah. what they say is needed Or, or even we should offer. Mm. But um, we are dedicated to this. We understand. Um, I'm the only foreigner, by the way, in, in the company. So all, all my employees and all our colleagues are uh, Japanese and they know this and they understand this. Of course, um, my task is also to guide them, to balance this in the right direction. But it's clear 
Um, it's a challenging market, mm. and, and we are successful. We are growing at the moment quite quite good, and it's nice. Um, uh, and but we are challenged by by the cost structure that we have. Um, Japanese yen is not really supporting at the moment, but we find our way, um, and that's that is fun. And um, I'm also positive for the future. That's fantastic. Well, I think that's uh, you're you're not alone in in the challenges of uh, trying to find patience and details and uh, quality. I think that's a, a similar challenge that all foreign companies have uh, producing for the Japan market. Um, yeah. In 25 years, that's one of the things I hear over and over again of uh, general managers and CEOs in Japan trying to explain that to headquarters and you know, something that's a millimeter off and it's fine in the rest of the world is not okay in Japan, for example. It's, um, it goes back and needs to be done, redone over and over again. So, yeah, but it's part of the job, right? It's part of the job. And that's, uh, if you want to work in Japan, that's how it is. And it's, that's the joy of it. So, well, Thomas, thank you so much. You've been very insightful. I've enjoyed our talk about sustainability. I like that we've, uh, I like the reuse, recycle, and reduce. And uh, I think your insights into the Japan and European connection as far as doing business are spot on. It's very much what, uh, what we see in other places too. So thank yeah. you so much. Also, thank you to you. And um, yeah, thanks for having me, giving me the opportunity to talk a little bit. It was the first time for me to have uh, or to be a part in a podcast. Um, but yeah, I'm happy that uh, we did it. Brilliant.